0: All right, everybody. Sorry about that. All right, everybody. Rick here on this wonderful uh, July 25th. Okay, so we are very fortunate today to have from the St. Rose office, James Bridgeford. uh, Jim, if you could um, just hit star six on your phone, and then we'll be able to hear you because I've already muted everybody. And you're going to hear that bell, ding, 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 going off the whole time because they're going to, people are going to keep joining, so. so hit star six, and then let me know when you've done that.
1: All right. here he is. Should be good to go. All right.
0: All right. All right, so just to get us started, Jim, tell us a little about yourself, how long you've been in the business, maybe your production level, all that good stuff, please.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I've been in the business uh, August 1st will be two years that I've been affiliated with the St. Rose office. I uh, came from the background of uh, gaming, uh, casino gaming, where I was a director of field service, um, large part, predominantly my entire career. That was essentially my title, so I um, had a lot of experience dealing with customer issues nonstop, uh, responsiveness, um, so forth and so on regarding that. Uh, Production wise, uh, I did 85. 85- Okay, in GCI last year, I'm currently about 53% ahead of that mark for 22. Nice. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. So, you, so you're so you probably going to end up almost doubling now what you did your first year.
1: That's what I hope to, yes.
0: Yeah. So from Absolutely. 85 to like probably like a 170, 180. Okay, that's good income. I don't know what you made before, but that's good income in this world, especially when you uh, – you know, can play golf once in a while and have control of your schedule, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, that's been a tremendous, um, you know, just change from the, the corporate environment that I was used to for so many years. However, I did try to adopt that mindset upon starting here at the branch. Um, you know, I, I treated it like a job where I had to be here between these four walls every day.
0: Right. Tell us a little about that. So, like, what, what what kind of hours did you put in at your old job per week? Would you say?
1: <laughs> well, um, unfortunately, I guess that you know the, the slot machine side of gaming is one where they like to get all of their work done early before the the guests come down from you know waking up and start to play. So they want you off the floor. So anyway, I would be um, one of the positions I had most recently was where I had to be there at five o'clock. So. I, I would wake up at 3.30, get dressed, to be in the office by 5, so getting here by, by 8, you know, 7.38 didn't really pose a, a challenge to me. And, uh, you know, again, I wanted to to be able to get in, uh, practice scripts, do a little role-playing, and then be able to get on the phones by 7.45, 8 o'clock each day. Nice. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Okay, good. So you, so you took that um, this-is-a-real-job mentality uh, start at a certain time, get a certain amount of things done, and then uh, and it's kind of it's obviously worked for you too, right? It's, it
1: sounds good. It has, it has, yeah. It just allowed me to, to, you know, as I've been been told by multiple people that you know the lion's share of your your, your most productive prospecting work takes place in AM hours. So wanted to take advantage of that, and then you know do any contact maintenance and um, you know database cleanup that type of thing after you get that initial wave of prospecting in in the morning hours.
0: Yeah, and you spend time at the – you go to the prospecting events that we have. You also have spent time at the Success Center. So um, that obviously gives you a little bit of, uh, you know, what to say, how to say it, role-playing, all that good stuff, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I took advantage of the the, the role-playing we do here. Uh, Well, initially we're doing it here at 830 every day at the the office. And then uh, the Success Center, which has been backed up to 11 now. But, yeah, I used to take advantage of that. As well and, and really just being around the office, I, I felt initially in my first year was invaluable. you know hearing the jargon that other agents are using the different situations that they come into in contact with, uh, you know different nuances of each deal uh, really helps me to, to understand you know that that you know a different side of the business that I wouldn't have been exposed to um, had I not been around here. Right.
0: Yeah, that I think that exposure, you, used to, you came out of the gates hot, and you did well. I mean, that's that's a really good first year, and then you're on a really good pace for your second year, too, uh, treating it like a business. Well, I'm sure, you know, you've seen other people not treat it like that, haven't you?
1: I, I sure have, yeah. I mean, I, I saw a lot of people that started with me that uh, just kind of fizzled out uh, for whatever reason. Maybe they got back into their previous industry, uh, maybe it wasn't a good fit for them, but Yeah, I I try to, um, you know, one of the things I I wanted to bring up as well is, uh, it's vital, is to be able to get on the phones, get comfortable being on the phones as as quickly as possible, whether that's through, you know, maybe you've got some buyer leads, maybe you've got, you know, just listed, just sold is a great way to engage, you know, a wide variety of, of prospects, But the sooner you get comfortable on the phone, the the better off you're going to be, and there's really no two ways around that.
0: Right. Preaching in the choir, my man, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. uh, And I was a phone guy myself, too. I mean, I know here we have door knockers and people that go out and do that, and that's great. I would definitely do that. But where I'm from, I'd primarily use the phone. And like you said, because once you get good at the phone uh, and comfortable, it's a very efficient tool. To set appointments, right. isn't it?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Getting comfortable, and then getting comfortable. I guess keys around with knowing the scripts. When you know the scripts, mm. you're able to focus and really engage on a level that you can't if you're wondering about the next thing you're going to ask. You know what I mean? Right. So, yep. Yeah. That, 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 that's a key. That's a key factor, you know, within that. That uh, I think it's important to point out.
0: Yes, definitely. What was your, what, what was your uh, biggest surprise? You know, like you're coming from the gaming industry. You have a, you know, a job. You've got to be there at a certain time. And, you know, then you come into this. And now, you're, now you're an independent, you know, contractor, a solo entrepreneur, you know, business for yourself. In that mm-hmm. whole transition, wouldn't that whole transition, what, what's a couple of things that surprised you the most? Because I'm sure that other people are experiencing
1: it too. Uh... I would say just the the level of dedication that it that it takes, the, the overarching thing is the level of dedication that it takes um, is, as Mike Ferry will say, you'll hear him say, uh, real estate is simple, but it's not easy. And a lot of people get into right. to the business thinking that, uh, you know, it's like falling off a log and, and, and you really have got to put in the time, you've really got to put in the the effort with your contacts and your, your SOI, uh, you know, and cultivate you know anything that you, you do have as far as leads, uh, because it's and, and that, that's probably another thing I'll say along that line is the <laughs> the the amount of time it takes from contact to close. You know that that that's really you know you, you think that you know it, it could be anywhere from three months, it could be a year and a half before that initial person actually pulls the trigger and you're able to realize a paycheck from that. That, that prospect. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, you keep that in the back of your mind and, and you should, that all fuel you to continue yeah. to keep driving. Cause you never know. It may sound great. And it's like, oh, This is a slam dunk and they may, something may happen. You might not see a paycheck from them for six, eight months. Easy.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say, that's Earl White's line. I have a great conversation today. It's a paycheck six months from now.
1: <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> right. It's right. a great line. So, yeah. That may be the, the, the biggest thing. That, I mean, and you can never, you just can't ever count on anything. That you may have an amazing conversation. And you're like, oh my gosh! You start counting we're spending the money already, and it just doesn't come to fruition for any number of reasons. You know, especially right. when you're dealing, especially if you're dealing with buyers, which makes it so important to focus on on getting those listings.
0: Okay, all right, good. All right. right. So um, I, I, I agree with 100%. So it's just, um, you know, it's a unique business. You got to fill that pipeline. But once that pipeline gets filled, it can be pretty consistent and at a very good income. Absolutely. Okay, cool. So what's your breakdown? Like, um, you know, I know, let's say you end up doubling your business this year. How many, and, and you told us the money, thank you. But how, how much, how many transactions is that
1: for you? Uh, that would be sixteen or eighteen. I mean, and I'm I'm counting. Okay. I'm basically talking twenty twenty three right now because twenty two is is you know we're coming up on the end of that. And so I'm I'm basically counting right. twenty three numbers right now. I would I would like to eighteen or twenty transactions is what that would look like for me.
0: Okay, all right, good. And, and what is your breakdown right now? Fifty percent listings, forty percent listings versus buyers. How does that break down for you? in Listing sold versus buyer sale.
1: No, it, it my mine is more like uh it, it's probably in the area of thirty five, forty percent, uh listings to, to buyers. I've I've had an opportunity to work with quite a few buyers and um you know, I've I've learned a ton through that experience. Uh, I love yep. helping buyers and working with buyers. It's a completely di- you know, different animal in terms of working with buyers versus, versus listings, but uh I, I don't think that you should um you know, shouldn't deter yourself from, from working with buyers. No. It's, it's, it's of course no. not. No, absolutely no. not. Because that will, hopefully, if you take good care of them down the road, that can turn into, you know, additional business. But, yeah. Yep. It's, yep. It's, it's no, I agree. one hundred percent. What's that?
0: So 35-65 60, is a good ratio in, um, you know, in this type of market because it's moving. It's moving, right? Right. And, and, and the longer you're in the business, remember, you're in your second year, the longer you're in, the, longer in your business, that will revert. Like when, you, when you've been in the business like 10 years, it'll probably be the exact opposite because now you have a sphere like you just mentioned and right. uh, you'll be, t- be listing the people that you sold houses to. So you're building that pipeline as we speak, which is a really, you know, so it's good. It, it's excellent that you came out of the gate as hot as you did and you're doing as well. And, you know, like when I did the panel downstairs that day, it was very, very awesome to hear everybody's answers, including yours, because, and everybody does it a little different too. So there is no right and wrong way, there's just more efficient, more effective ways. I mean, there right. are people that make a lot of money as buyer agents, a lot of money. I know a couple of them in particular, you know, so Absolutely. however however you want to do it is what's good. Now, you mentioned Mike Ferry. Did you end up going to the retreat last week for a few days or the whole thing?
1: Yeah, I sure did. I did the, uh, the bonus day on Monday, and uh, yeah, was there all the way through Friday. There were quite a few... St. Rose agents there as well, which was great to see, and got a lot out of oh, it. Oh, yeah. I, I did wind up signing up for the one-on-one coaching, which I think is... Good for you. Yeah, so anybody that really wants to take their business to the next level, it seems like all of the top performers, um, the more successful agents here at the office, it's just, it, for them it seems like, an, you know, the feedback is like this is a no-brainer if you really want to to go to the next level. You know, the the cost is basically the the equivalent of one smaller deal and it could lead to God knows what. So yeah, I,
0: yeah I it's probably like half a it's that. not and, even half a deal really well actually no yeah. you're right. It's the cost of about one deal. You're right. Once, yeah, you not but nine grand you know and, and that's
1: that's yeah. uh so for the year to I me mean, it seemed like yep. a, a great great way to invest in myself and uh and it's not just the 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 accountability, you know, with the coach getting on your ass every, you know, week it is or whatever, whatever the calls come in, but I believe it's the insight, you know, the little tidbits of information, uh, yeah. different ways to to handle objections from, from the best within that organization, and that trickles down. So that that's really what yeah. I, I feel the value is. Yep. Yep.
0: Awesome, awesome, oh. awesome. No, I think that's uh – that, that's, a, that's a wise decision, the accountability. And that, it, it, even as, as I've told Mark here, um, people take coaching more seriously when they're paying for it. You just can't help it. It's just part of the gig.
1: A- absolutely, right? yeah. I mean, I, I think you're kind of an idiot if you're shelling out this money. And I mean, that's like a very expensive gym membership that never gets used, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I agree, 100%. So,
0: okay, so uh, you're, at the, you're at the retreat. Give us a couple of tidbits. What are things that really stuck out to you as far as hearing from either the bonus day with the panelists, and uh, you know that's how I started with Mike. By the way, I used to do one of those bonus sessions, like in the mid '90s. I'm kind mm-hmm. of dating myself here, but I used to do this, and then I became a, uh, one of the first uh, one-on-one coaches. Myself and John Ferber from Toronto became the first two full-time coaches, and on and on from there. So I'm very familiar with that system, and Mike's a you know awesome trainer, great guy. And you have, you hear a lot of great things, but a lot of times you hear them from other agents as well, right? When you're there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a tremendous networking opportunity on top of the, the knowledge that that's gained. Um, there are agents from obviously tons of California, Canada, East coast, um, met, met agents from all over the place. And, uh, Back to your your original question from a couple minutes ago, I, I think the the biggest thing that we took away, a lot of a lot of people took away sure. from that, is that we are for the first time in, in in maybe a little over two years entering a quote unquote normal market, right? Mm-hmm. And that a lot of opportunity is coming with that more listings, uh inventory is going up, so it, it's creating opportunities for people on both sides whereas we weren't getting that as much I think especially last year and and also in 21 or excuse me also in 20. Um, you know people were just kind of if you were on the on the fence, I think a lot of people may have stayed on the fence just because of that whole I, I don't know where I'm going to go. Well now you've got the 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 market's starting to churn a little bit and and I think that's a great thing for all realtors. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm I, I, interested to see what happens, um, like, late August, early September. I have a feeling I might click into a slightly better gear. But even if it stays just like this, this is a great market. It's a great market. Historically, yeah. it's an incredible market.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember, James, I remember, you know, like, the late 80s, early 90s. I literally, this was my mantra. I take three listings, I have one sale. I, so if I wanted three closings in a month, I took nine listings. That's mm-hmm. how incredibly uh it was like i would be the version of 2007 eight, nine, right so yeah so the every market has its intricacies that you just can't ignore and follow the last two years well think about this you've been in real estate in the two best years in the history of real estate basically yeah <laughs>
1: right
0: <laughs> so so but it's good to hear that you're willing to and uh you know and and i would be excited especially if you're willing to follow some of the stuff with the micro system and other things you know um it'll be an incredible market for you because a lot of people will leave the business then you know just because it becomes even more work more dedication yes. like you said
1: yeah that was another thing that i mean mike mike said or one one of his speakers said that you know, we're going to skim a lot of the the non-performers you know the the people that are just kind of mailing it in uh out of the industry you know it's it's swelled to to uh you know uh, to a point of additional competition but now that things are starting to normalize, you're going to get a lot of those people that really don't want to put in the time and the effort and and uh, hit those goals. They're going to see them go away. Yeah. No,
0: it's true. it's true. The people that are skimming because the market's incredible and you know you can co- produce uh, condensation on a mirror and have a pulse and you can do okay in real estate, but that's changing, yeah. yeah. Just like, like I remember when I was coaching Leslie Carver when I was at Mike Ferry, um, she changed from traditional into REOs and then short sales and then, and then back mm-hmm. again. I mean, so it's great to be at the cutting edge when you can see, you know, it's, you know, you can't always uh, guess what's going to happen, but the numbers usually have the answer, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You
0: sound like you're sound like you uh, a bit analytical. Would that be accurate?
1: I am. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm a driver with analytical flair, I guess, if you will.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the, <laughs> the book would call that your secondary is analytical, your primary yeah, is driving. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 that's cool. Yeah, so that's great. So, okay, so, okay, if we're if, if we're talking to an agent like yourself who's just getting into the business and uh-huh. wants to come out of the gate hot, give them the three, like, what are your three best pieces of advice? Uh, if you want to add another one, you can, but at least three pieces of advice you'd give them to focus on right from the get-go
1: right from the get-go get yourself into the office as I said uh, a few minutes ago be around those agents uh, that, that are in the know that are doing a lot of deals talk to them go out to lunch with them and, and try to gain any insight that you can from them number two I, I would say uh, as I said again role uh, role-playing and getting on the phones as quickly as possible the sooner you get comfortable with being on the phone in any capacity, the easier it's going to be to make those more difficult calls, such as the expireds, um, for sale by owners, and so forth. But uh, the, the comfort level has to be there before you can can move up to that, that next level, because those conversations do get more challenging. And, the, and as I said, the role playing is going to give you a foundation of what to say, those, those, those objection handlers. And then okay. the next thing, uh, Actually, I got a couple, one one other thing is is swinging for the fences. Okay. You can always, for me, if I'm going to put in the time for it, I would like to go after a little bit higher uh, dollar amount in terms of, of deals. If I'm, if I'm calling sure. expired or if I'm calling just listed just sold, you're probably going to get a better response or have a better time prospecting calling half million dollar homes versus. $300,000 homes. You know what I mean? The time mm. effort yeah. is all going to be the same. The paycheck is going to be bigger. So why not swing for that bigger paycheck if you're going to be putting in the time? Right. Yep. Okay.
0: Yeah, so so focus your processing efforts around higher, uh, you know, dollar volume uh, listings and so forth.
1: There you go. Higher dollar volume. Absolutely. Yep another extra one that I like is, sure. and it goes back to that prospecting book um, fanatical prospecting I mentioned it in our panel is sharpening the saw and yeah. for me yeah. that that just that that in, in a nutshell that means look for ways to add time back to your day um, packing a lunch versus you know taking an hour to, to drive home or go out and get something to come back that's a little extra hour of prospecting that you keep are missing out on, um, for right. me in particular, limiting my extracurricular, uh, fun during the week, you know, if I'm, I'm the type that if I go out and, you know, have a drink or two, I, I feel that the next day, even if it's not, mm-hmm. you know, a, a late night, uh, it's going to take something off of my, my, uh, my edge for the next day. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? So, yeah, no, it does. It's the, like
0: alcohol sucks the energy out of you the next day, uh. And I think the um, like like you know I haven't drank in in fifteen years now, but think I remember that the older I got, the more the worse it got as far as that goes.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a it's a scientific fact that your body processes alcohol slower the older you get, so yeah, you know, the the impact right. of it is definitely. <laughs> It's undeniable, you know. As, yeah. as time passes, so I, I try to watch that as much as I can during the week, so I'm I'm ready to go and, and get the most out of that next day that I can.
0: Good thought. Good thought. Yeah. The um, I I I think it's uh, you know like you well you I think what you're what you're saying ultimately is learn how to delay gratification a little bit, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Right. Uh, yeah. Because it, it, a
0: lot. If you can do that a little bit, that's that's how you start a 401k or in, in your case a simplified employee pension, right? You guys, yep. you can as as an independent contractor, you can do a SEP, and that's a SEP is amazing to save money in. But you can't spend all the money you make, and you got to pay your taxes. And so I'll, if you if you take that delay gratification right down the line, you can mm-hmm. do this business and really do well. Unfortunately, some people have a hard time with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it 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 it's, it can be tough, you know, just depending on your your lifestyle, your friends and what they have going on. It it's I, I I put a star next to one of these points, uh it was pandemic lessons learned from the ferry training and it says exactly that killer of hyper productivity is celebrating. The fastest way to slow mm-hmm. production down is comparison. Okay? Comparison right. is the thief of joy, and I think Roosevelt said that.
0: Yep. Yep. yep.
1: Yeah, we're trying something. Other people is celebrating. Yep, I agree.
0: I mean, you can celebrate a little bit if you got to, but you got to, you know, like uh, take a vacation, do something. But if you're constantly celebrating like every day uh, wins, yeah, you're not going to have a. It's eventually, it's going to catch up with you, and you're not going to have the same energy, enthusiasm, and so forth to carry carry it too. So, yeah. great points. Great yeah. points. Mo- momentum. Same, it,
1: same point is momentum yeah. works both ways. You know, going sure good does. momentum and, and bad momentum. That was another takeaway that I had last week. In uh, some of these, I can't remember where I put it, but it's in here somewhere.
0: Yeah, no, it's so true. Like when you're when you're eating right, and then your body goes down, that momentum carries you down to the right weight. But when you're eating wrong, your momentum momentum carries you up to the wrong weight. And either way, it takes time to get back, right? Absolutely. That's such a great lesson too. I I, I really like the delayed gratification one too because as people in the world, uh, you know, in this world today, that's not done very well. But it's really nowhere near as hard as it seems.
1: No, it's not, and you know, you're absolutely right. We we had, I mean I don't know if it's part of American culture, um, but it's you know, it is it is what it is, and uh, you have got to figure out a way to to manage it.
0: Oh, I would say it's definitely part of American culture. Uh, And and we, you know, so if you learn how to do it, uh, then you really separate yourself. It's just kind of like when you came into the business, Jim, then you started prospecting. You started role-playing. That's why you've had these gains. You're doing things that very few people are willing to do in the business. It's really that simple.
1: Which is surprising because, I mean, they they pretty much give you a roadmap, um, you know, what the most successful people do. And and there are a lot of different ways to skin a cat in this business. It just depends on who you are and your SOI and a lot of different variables. But these are tried and true methods that the best seem to be using. And um, so I I can't imagine anybody without any sales experience like myself had jumping into this and not trying to at least – try those things to see how well they're going to work and, and, and adopt them and, and, and try to develop those skills. Yep, I agree.
0: I agree. I think that's why when I met Mike and Floyd Wickman and Jerry Bresser and Richard Flint and Daniel Kennedy and all these people in Vegas in 1989, I think because nobody from my market was there, I don't know if that would have affected me, but I was like, oh, I'll be the only one doing this there. That, gave, you know, that got me excited. Cause no one else yeah. was calling. I was like, Oh my God, I never even thought of this stuff. And then I started doing it. It started working incredibly. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And, and you're at a company where you have a bunch of people doing what you're doing, which is great. Cause not everybody has that.
1: No, no, it's, it's everybody's seen. As I said, there's, there's a lot of top, top producers within this office that, that have, uh, you know, taken, adopted that, that training and, uh, <laughs> drank the Kool-Aid, so to speak, 100%.
0: <laughs> no, I love it. That's why I love it. When I took this job eight years ago, I was like this. And you know what? The St. Rose office is a little different, too. It has a high average. You know, this is the high, St. Rose is the, the number one uh, branch with pro- production per person as far as number of transactions divided. Take number of transactions, divide by the amount of – this office is the highest one, not by a lot. I, I, actually, I shouldn't say that. It's the highest one in Nevada. There's one in California that's slightly higher. but that's good to be in the top three of, you know, we have 30 something branches. That's pretty damn good. And, uh, you know, you came out of the gate hot because you're willing to do other stuff. And I love what you said too. It's surprising. See, you know, there was a book years ago and Mike Mm -hmm. talks about it every now and then. It's called, um, uh, what was it called? If it ain't broke, break it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, what was that guy's name? Bob something, but it was all a book about that. He had 10 things, And his first point was some people get it, some people don't. Become one of the ones that get it. And um, anybody can get it because everything you just went through is they're not talents. They're disciplines and traits that anybody can acquire if they're important enough,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, if you're focused in and want to make it part of your repertoire, absolutely. Yep, absolutely.
0: All right, Jim, I just want to say – Thank you very much for taking your time up this morning. This was incredibly helpful and awesome. I really appreciate you, my man.
1: Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on, Rick.
0: All right. Thanks. I'll see you soon, too. Bye, everybody.
1: All right. You guys take care.
0: Bye-bye. Appreciate it. You, too.